We welcome you back to another episode of Inside Boxing Live, your favorite fighter's favorite boxing podcast. That's no, neither confirmed nor denied, but I'm rolling with it. Uh, Chris Algieri is here, former 140-pound world champion. A lot to get to on this episode, Chris. We had our first uh, weekend of fights of 2024. Uh, a lot of drama, some justice. Uh, we had Friday, Anthony Joshua versus Francis Ngannou gets announced out of nowhere. Ryan Garcia is back in the news. A lot going on. Uh, jam-packed episode of Inside Boxing Live. How are you, Chris? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, this past weekend, we, you know, we're, we're back with some live boxing. Wasn't the greatest card in the world, but it provided a ton of drama, which we're going to get into in a, in, a, in a few moments. Dude, so much has happened in the boxing run in, in one week. In one week, we're just loading in stuff in the heavyweight division, stuff Ryan Garcia's Dude. personal life, stuff going on behind the scenes with Tony Weeks. Like, am I missing something? <laughs> 2024 is coming at us fast, dude. We got to be, year. you know, we got to be on our on our p's and q's, man. We got to have that head movement. We got to stay sharp. Not to get political. Is, is not. It's not. It's not resting. Not to get political, but it's an election year. Oof. They say crazy stuff happens during electric electric year. Well, this is boxing. Crazy stuff happens every year. Add the election year on top of that. I mean, it's going to be a crazy year. Chris, this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. It is the official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, which are right around the corner. This weekend, we'll be streaming all the playoff games over on JM Football page. Go check us out there. Uh, but DraftKings is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. So go ahead, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code IBL. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings with, uh, Sportsbook with code IBL. The crown is yours. R Ronnie, roll the clock, and we're off. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. If you're in Connecticut, help is available for a gambling problem. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, 21-plus uh, age Varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Yo, 40 seconds. You were moving really good. You got hung up a little bit. You, you could beat that. Either the these have gotten shorter or my lungs have gotten better. So I, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go with the, the former rather than the latter. Because my lungs are not getting better. Um, a little bit of both. We've created a new game in the JM Warehouse that we're going to introduce this week. It involves a lot of running. It involves a lot of throwing. Uh, we've been practicing it. I actually feel kind of good afterwards. I'm surprised. Okay. Okay. So Some of that. You look good out there. Thank I mean, you. you went to the gym one time last year. <laughs> one time. And that was honestly, you know why I did that? It was because uh, I was getting ready to call that Jake Paul fight against Andre August. I had been sitting in my room. For like 48 hours straight. And I was like, I need to get the blood flowing. Went to the hotel gym and just walked on the treadmill for 20 minutes and put on 2009 house music. What, a, what an athlete. It was, I, I felt alive. Peak male. <laughs> One bead of sweat came down. Dan was like, Chris, I understand why you work out every day. I feel really good. This, this is, is awesome. This is really I did nice. feel really good. I'm going to start working out. But once everyone leaves the gym. Yeah, no, beginning of, t beginning of the year is never good. That's never a good time to start going to the gym. When February is 1st is when I, I'll go. February 1st is So a good I got time. a couple more weeks. Um, Diet starts Monday. Diet starts Monday. Me going to the gym starts Monday. Big fights this past weekend. Let's talk about Virgil Ortiz. Virgil Ortiz was victorious, KO1 over Frederick Lawson. Unfortunately, uh, we were not talking about how 
Virgil Ortiz looked in there. We're talking about Tony Weeks once again, stopping a fight prematurely. Drama comes out afterwards with a Facebook post where he says that, you know what? Uh, Frederick Lawson had a brain aneurysm and I knew about it and I was protecting his health. You can go see that. You can't see that post on Facebook because it's been deleted. Um, a lot of drama nothing, around this. Nothing dies on the internet here. Everything yes. lives on. I screenshotted it. I posted it. And we're all talking about it. Unfortunately, we're not talking about Virgil Ortiz and what he can do at 154. We will talk about that. But the biggest thing is what the heck did Tony Weeks do? What did he know? Is this real? Why is he stopping fights early? Is the commission have to answer uh, to this? Just more drama in the boxing world. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm taking a stance that it doesn't matter what Tony Weeks knew. Know your job. Your job is not to sit there and have a preconceived notion about what's going to happen during the fight and then look to step outside of yourself and quote-unquote protect the fighter because he may be damaged or compromised. That's that's not your job. When you're, when you're a referee, when you're an official, when you're a judge, everything from the outside needs to be left at the door. And especially for a, a ref who steps in, in between the ropes, you got to leave that outside the ring. I understand what he maybe what I what I'm envisioning if that post is is actually true and that was true they did know that knowledge and there was actually some kind of damage him because that's that's not all none of that's confirmed anyway but you know I would assume that he's sitting there trying to make Lawson the victim and himself the hero that he's going out there and being some noble guy who's going to stop the fight early so he doesn't get hurt right I, I'm not I'm not for that that's not your job dude. Like, do your job. Be un be unbiased. That's what officials are all about. Leave all that stuff outside the ring and do your job. Your job is to stop a fight before a guy gets hurt anyway. So I, I, going above and beyond just because you have a prior knowledge, not cool. I don't, I don't, I'm not on board for that at all. The since deleted post on Tony Weeks' Facebook, and I did go to the Facebook page to make sure it was him, and it was him. He has since deleted it. Golden Boy put out a, a, a statement which kind of, solidifies what Tony Weeks, that Tony Weeks did say this, not saying that it's true, but what Tony Weeks did say uh, is what the public didn't know prior to the fight. They did a brain scan on him. Him is Frederick Lawson. And it came up that he had an aneurysm and they did a test again. And the same aneurysm came up. Another doctor was brought in and gave the same examination. He tested negative for the aneurysm. So they cleared him for that, which is insane. If you just think about that whole process that he just if said. If it's true, but Dan, if, if that statement's true, what was Tony Weeks doing with that statement? He didn't he didn't finish what he was saying. He just he just put out the information. Oh, that, by the way, what the, what the public didn't know, this guy was obviously physiologically compromised. And does that mean you stop the fighter early? What does that mean to you? What, what does that mean by saying that? What, 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 how is he helping himself, helping his own case by putting out that information? Basically, he's just throwing the commission and the promotion under the bus, essentially. Yeah, that's that's you know, 100% like, what, what he's doing. What, 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 what was... If that was yeah, if, if if there was a reason for him to do it, what is that other than that? You could debate the 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 realness of it. You can debate uh, if Frederick Lawson had an aneurysm and all that. But you can't debate is that Tony Weeks threw the commission under the bus, threw Golden Boy under the bus. That's why Golden Boy put out a statement and pretty much said we tested it, uh, Lawson and he was fine. Uh, any further questions need to go to the Nevada uh, Athletic Commission. So they passed the buck over to the Nevada Commission. Will the commission in Nevada come out and say something? They usually don't address these things, and they can either put out a, a statement or they can just let it let it uh, die out, and they, we'll just they, forget about they it. They don't need to. They don't need to. By as letting far him as fight is, concerned, is they right. They pass the guy. It doesn't matter. No, I mean this is this is a statement of one guy, which there's there's nothing to verify it. The, the commission does not need to say anything, and they won't, and they won't. And but also, listen from from internal knowledge of dealing with the Las Vegas Commission, it's a good commission. I, I would be very surprised 
if they allowed a guy slip through with a with a, a, a brain aneurysm if he failed two tests, uh, two tests out of three or two doctors out of three said no. I, I would be very surprised. Okay, so if that's the case, and it that it's Tony Weeks who's trying to cover himself for making another bad decision. Which goes to the second part of this discussion is that Tony Weeks is, is no longer a competent referee. Uh, we saw this last year with the Barroso Roley fight. He stopped that one early. He was also involved in the Eidos Yobersonelli fight with David Morell. Yobersonelli yes. fell into a coma. And I talked about this on my post fight live show. It's he, f he has now been compromised by that. Any human would be. It's a human element to the sport, being a referee in any sport. Until they add robots, yep. uh, it's going to be the human element. And he saw some things in that ring that night and a fighter falls into the coma, that's going to stick with you. Throw into the fact that he's 68, 69 years old. Uh, he's been around a really long time. I mean, the aging process, he's just getting older, and he's seeing things now, and he's now pulling the trigger quicker. I mean, this can all check out. So either way, he probably should not be refing big-time fights anymore. No, no, because if you can't leave the past in the past, if you can't leave the outside, outside information that you have on the outside of the ring, then no, you're, you're no longer a competent ref. You're no longer unbiased. Mm -hmm. And as an official, that's just not okay. Right. This guy was part of some of the biggest fights. He was part of uh, Diego um, Corrales versus uh, Castillo. Some of the uh, that bloody yes, fight with Badu Jack. That's ever happened. So like it's Most clear. Violent fights. He's been a part of some really violent fights. He's been a part of fights where fighters have gotten uh, very badly injured, and now he's up. Uh, you know, pulling the trigger too too quick. Well, it's it looks saga. especially bad since Barosho comes back and, and scores a first-round knockout in his next fight against a guy that many people thought he was going to lose to. I know <sighs> we're going to talk more about that later, but that just— We can no, talk about that anytime. As how that, how, that, how that adds to this this whole drama, right. is I think, is important all because that was a big deal last time. All intertwined. All It's just a weird night at the office, uh, weird Saturday night in boxing. But back to Virgil Ortiz. So Virgil Ortiz wins. Uh, I thought he was going to win the fight— Probably moments after that, he looked fine. The biggest thing for him was going through a fight week, going through a training camp, coming yes. up healthy, stepping in the ring. Getting going, to the ring. Yep. Getting into the ring, and then he looked awesome, like he usually does. Throws one of the best combination punchers in boxing. He gets Lawson out of there. He would have done that no matter what if Tony Weeks stopped the fight too early. So afterwards, he brings up Tim Zhu. Virgil Ortiz Oof. brings up Tim Zhu in the post-fight. And I'm going to be honest, I never put one thought into a Virgil Ortiz Tim Zhu fight. And now I can't stop thinking about that fight. <laughs> that right there yeah. is violence. That right there is, is yes. everything that's right High about the sport. High level violence. High level violence. I don't think Ortiz is is ready for it just next. I think they should put no. him in there with a former contender or a former champion or a title contender. But we're going to start talking about Virgil Ortiz versus Tim Zhu uh, from here on out. I Yeah, I, uh, I, I agree wholeheartedly with everything you said. I, I never, it's a fight. That I never knew what I wanted, but I really I love it. I think I think in a couple a couple months to a year, I think that's a great fight. I mean, those guys, they're both young, they're both hungry. I love I like how how respectful they were about and now you know saying they wanted to fight each other. I mean, that's so awesome. That's I mean, and I, I that that I, I know Virgil and his team. I know you know Robert Garcia. We talked about him for years. Virgil is a great kid and he's a warrior and he wants to fight everybody. Tim Zhu, I don't know him like that, but I he seems to be that kind of guy. Um, they're just they're ready for challenges, man. I love that. I love. I, listen, when I was coming up, I wanted to fight everybody. Like, and I think there was a quote from Virgil. He's like, uh, you know, all due respect, I want to fight everybody. Nothing personal. Like, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. That's exactly that's exactly what trying to be a world champion is all about. So I love that attitude. Um, yeah, I'm a big Virgil Ortiz fan. Uh, big, big, big fan is. I was really looking forward to seeing him work the other night. I predicted a second round knockout. Tony Weeks, Tony Weeks took that for me. I thought it was, that might have happened. It might have been the, he might have gotten him done in the first anyway. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was a shame we really couldn't get to see 
Virgil do his work. But like you said, Dan, he got to the ring. He made weight. He stepped on a scale, officially got into a ring for the first time. I think it's, he got about two minutes worth in the last two years, but at least he's he's made it through a camp and healthy and has been able to compete. Yeah, that fight was at 156 because non-title fights, you're allowed plus two on the scale. And uh, he came in at 156. There was some confusion about that, but... 154 is the weight that he wants to be at. Uh, Tim Zhu tweeted, Yo, Virgil Cheese, welcome to the 154 Club. I'm always keen on a modern-day classic. Virgil replied, I knew you would, man. Let's do it. Handshake emoji. Don't think it's next. I think what Virgil Cheese will do is get him right back in the ring. I looked up the schedule, and I couldn't find Golden Boy's next date. But whatever their next date is, um, outside of the Munguia one, which is at the end of the month, um, which is in like 20 days. I don't think Virgil Ortiz can get back that quick. But if he can get in there in March um, against a former title contender, against a former world champion. uh you know, Tony like Harrison? Tony Harrison. Um, Love that fight. Patrick Teixeira is fighting Xander Zayas, but someone like that. Um, before we can start thinking about the Tim Zoos um, or the Erickson Lubins, the Jesus Ramos, Israel Madrimov was a name that they threw out there. I don't know exactly what's going on with that guy. Um, he uh, has had a few and far between in terms of, of fights. But moral yeah, story, he's, talented, he's very good. Moral story, Virgil Ortiz is back in a big way. He's a breath of fresh air. Um, the zoo fight will be the next fight that we kind of build up here in the media. Um, I don't think it will be next, but it is great that Virgil Ortiz um, is back inside of the ring. You know what's also great, Chris? HelloFresh. Yes, it is. We love HelloFresh here. Whether your resolution this year, your New Year's resolution to save money, eat better, or stress less, HelloFresh is here to help you do all three. Say hello to your most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at a price you'll like delivered right to your door. We talk about this all the time on the show. Chris is now a man that has to go into work every day, just like us. He gets in his car and he drives over to the Pro Box studio. Yeah, it's like seven minutes. So it's a long, long commute. Doesn't matter. The old nine to five. Chris is doing it. I'm doing it. Ronnie's doing it. We're all getting home from work. And the last thing we want to do is put together ingredients, you know, put this together, cook all night. HelloFresh makes it so easy for you by delivering all these fresh ingredients with the recipes right to your door. I actually love using it. It's one of the, my uh, favorite partners here at uh, Inside Boxing Live. So go to HelloFresh.com slash boxing free. Uh, use code boxing free for free breakfast for life. Um, we got a package from HelloFresh, and it was like these egg bites. And you all you do is put them in the oven. Amazing. Smashed them up, put them on a piece of bread, toasted it up. <sighs> We're living. HelloFresh.com slash boxing free. Use America's number one meal kit today. Hey, Dan, let's go back to the Virgil Ortiz thing real quick. I'm just looking at the guys in the weight class. There's a yeah. lot of good fights for him. I, a lot I, of good fights. You know what I, my original note here was? Will he go to 160? And I was like, wait a second. Let's not do that and have him go fight some of these 154s. I think, I, I think eventually. I think I think eventually, yeah. But, like, listen, you you know, I'm looking at I, I, an Erickson Lubin. Yes. That's a, that's a, that's a good fight. And it's not it's not a walkover either. Brian Erickson Mendoza. is a, a tough guy to deal with. Uh, Brian Mendoza, that's a great one because he's very durable and he's a real 54 pounder. That's the thing. I want to see, I want to see um, Ortiz in with a real junior middleweight because Lawson's really welterweight. Um, he basically, you know, he was fighting at like 150. He's that was a, that a, was a, this was a get back fight. Like yeah, exactly, exactly. For all the reasons we um, just said, like getting Ortiz back into the flow, having him go through the motions and 
and get into I would the like ring. to see like a Brian Mendoza or an Erickson Lubin, and then maybe a, a tough guy that a lot of people don't know is like a Michael Soro. Yeah, he is. He's a rough guy. He's a very, very tough guy. He's very talented. He knocks off guys. He's big at the weight class. I think that'd be a nice test. And then a Tim Zoo. And if he gets past those guys, then yeah, then I think he's he's ready for like a Tim Zoo. Yeah, it's it's. I got some pushback when I was excited about it on social media. It's like, well, it's not going to happen next. It's not going to happen next. Yeah, it's not going to happen next. We're going to build up to it, and it's yeah. definitely the Ortiz's two. Ortiz's team is smart. They're not going to. They're not going to throw him right into that. It's definitely the the two best at one fifty four right now because uh, we don't know what Jermel Charlo's doing. We don't know if Crawford's going to one up to one fifty four. That makes it really interesting. Out of, the, out of the running. Spence has got cataract surgery on his eye, and uh, he's posting videos on social I media in a wheelchair. What the recovery on that is like. I think it's pretty quick. Um, some guy yeah, but, replied. But f- quick for what? Quick for normal life or quick for boxing? Because boxing is a whole other thing. I got I to assume six months at least. Um, Anthony Cardinal, who is a big-time powerful lawyer in the boxing world, um, commented on my tweet of Spence's eye surgery or cataract procedure. If it's cataract, no biggie. But if it's really a detached retina, not good. <laughs> I don't think it's so a detached retina. I was thinking retina. that too. What, what, is that really cataract? But he also made, like, Spence also, he, like, didn't make an excuse about the fight, but he also did. He, like, in the same social media post, he said, had to get cataract surgery. It's been past due. Shit was covering my eye. Why you think I got hit with so many jabs and hooks? Still a great performance by bro. Terrence Crawford. <laughs> had to throw that in at the end. Had a little emoji, too. Like, not a crying, laughing emoji, but kind of like a smirk. Like, Well, he had said, you know... He, he had said when it first happened, he's like, listen, if, if if I had an excuse, you wouldn't hear it. Well, we're hearing it. We're just hearing it six months later. Yep, that's the Errol Spence portion of the show. Let's talk about something that was awesome. Talk about justice, Chris. Finally, in this sport of nonsense, yes. shady deals, shady characters, negligence, borderline corruption. You got to fight through it to get a moment like we saw on Saturday night when Ismail Barroso knocks out O'Hara Davies to create... A beautiful moment of justice. I leapt. Is that the word? Leapt. Leaped. I think it's leapt. I leapt out of my couch, off the couch. Took a lot to get me off the couch this weekend. And was just pure emotion because this the old man did it. Ismail Barroso, I will not make fun of you anymore. You are the man. He knocks out O'Harry Davies. Shocker. Awesome moment. Justice for that roly fight. I can't. I'm running out of superlatives to say about this guy. Is there any that coincidence moment. that old man Dan is uh, is is very much a fan of old man Barroso? I meanwhile, I mean, you're closer to Barroso's age than I am. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm like six months away from him. <laughs> like, Someone in my post fight live is like, put Barroso in there with Algeri. Good fight. Actually, honestly, <laughs> we came up a uh, fighting a lot of the same guys. Well, I wanted to. I wanted to fight Isu Kinda for the longest time. Another New York guy. He got Kinda. Um, we've you know he, he fought around for a while. He beat that kid Ulysses Junior up in Canada. Mm, um, that guy was on HBO yeah. for a while. Ulysses, yeah, that guy was he was he was doing he's doing well. He could box, and um, he uh he lost to the Isa Patrick Corolla too. He lost to. Yeah, he got he got knocked out by Corolla, which is which is crazy to see him go from that moment. You know, like you know, left for well, nothing. He, he he had gotten he had gotten to the top. He just never could close the show. Like he 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 would win title eliminators and fights that he wasn't supposed to win, and then you get the shot and he would lose. Um, and like he lost to I, Isa Chinaev, who yeah, that's who that's who Comey knocked out to win his IBF title. Mm. Um, and I remember I was training with Comey, I was sparring with him for that fight, 
and we were watching the Barroso Issa Chenaya fight to, to study how this guy fought. And uh, I thought, man, that was, that was a close fight. Like, surprisingly, he lost to this guy. But um, yeah, no, Barroso, he, he would lose fights that he shouldn't. But now he's, he's listen, he's making good. He's making so, good right now. So he's a grinder, is what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, loss, first well, he loss. Can punch like a, he can punch like a truck. He can punch like a truck, but he's a grinder. He's a guy that went through the, you know, these title eliminators, not a huge marketable guy, didn't have a huge promoter behind him. So he had to do it the old fashioned way. He loses to Corolla. He loses to Chayanev. He loses to Akhmedov. Um, that's three. He lost three out of four fights from 2016 to 2018. Builds himself back up with with four straight wins. And then the Roley fight happens, where he was up on the cards. He dropped Roley. Tony Weeks horrible stoppage, borderline corruption, borderline. I'm not a big corruption guy, but that one made you really scratch and be like, wait a second. Yeah. What the heck was that about? And we never we thought that would be the end, right? That's that's in boxing. We've seen this so many times. A guy like Barroso who gets to the that that pinnacle gets screwed over, and then we never hear from him again. So to get him back in an interim title fight against O'Hara Davies, who Davies was the favorite, uh, didn't know much about him, gets he knocks him out in the first round and has that that, that picture of Barroso in his arms. It's just like awesome. Like the sport so awesome. sucks a lot of the times with all the shit you have to deal with. That was like a pure awesome and moment. And a lot of the shit that Barroso himself has been through. Exactly, that too. So great moment for Barroso. He is now in a great position because he has Ryan Garcia circling him. He has um, Roley Romero circling him. He, um, he's a, the number one uh, contender, excuse me, mandatory WBA for 140 pounds. Million dollar paydays or a million dollar step aside fees. Crazy money about to be thrown at him at age 40. So, so he says, um, that's awesome. That's such a great story. No, it's a, it's a great story. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to see it. I, I, I mean, I, I hope that they don't give him step aside money and then he just gets elevated the champion. I hope he has to fight and actually win. That would be Roly then. Yeah, but so yeah, exactly. I hope I hope he gets that fight and you know he he can he can win that fight. I mean he can. I don't know how he can really fare with the rest of the guys in the division. You know he's he's still forty years old. If fights are still twelve rounds, other guys can punch too. I know he's got a good he's got a good punch. He's he's a wiry, awkward, strong southpaw. You know he's he's. He's durable, but he's also been stopped a bunch. So I don't know. It's, if this was any other weight class, so I would be like, peeling yeah, back no, the onion gonna, a little bit here. He's going to do some damage, but I mean, at one forty, it's a it's a very very steep climb. Matias versus Barroso, somebody threw out, would be just an awesome Yikes. just brawl. I think Matias would chew him up, yeah. honestly. Yeah, um, youth, that youth would prevail on that one. What they're going to want to do is put Barroso back in there against Roll, the rematch of the century. Uh, are they though? I don't know. That's the thing. It's like are now, they, like they're probably gonna give him step aside money so Roly and uh, Ryan can fight. Right. That's our next topic. But um, you know, O'Hara Davies was brought in here. He was signed by Golden Boy to beat Barroso to become that guy. Then he can get into the mix with his uh, title. Like the, Golden Boy wanted uh, Davies to win. They did not want Barroso to win. So Barroso wins. This uh, disrupts things. Barroso versus Roly. Would be the logical next fight in this uh, continuation of the WBA situation at 140. Um, but in steps Ryan Garcia, of course, over the weekend. Guy had a hell of a weekend. Um, <laughs> if you look at his social media, <clears throat> Ryan Garcia puts out a tweet in between the childbirth uh, announcement and the divorce announcement. Um, I don't want to fight Devin Haney anymore. I've told my team that I want to fight Roley Romero. Back to square one. It started off with Roley. Then it went to, out of nowhere, Devin Haney, which never made sense in the first place. But now Ryan Garcia pivots back and says, I want to fight Roley Romero. Now, will there be a title on the line? That's the main thing here because of the Barroso situation. 
He has to step aside. Roley should fight uh, Barroso for the title. Right, this Ryan Garcia versus Roley makes sense without a title connected to it, Chris. This is a quite the situation uh, at 140. It does make sense without a title because those guys will sell that. They'll sell the hell out of that. It'll be entertaining lead up. Um, I, honestly, I don't hate the fight. I don't hate the fight. I, um, I and I don't know who's going to win either. I, I would I would lean towards Ryan, but I'm not. I don't know. I don't know exactly because Roley's. I think the only guy he probably could beat in there in 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 that weight class would be Ryan, just because he's so physical. Ryan's obviously just a better, cleaner, sharper fighter, but um, Roley's tough, man, and he's and he can punch. He's physically strong. That's an interesting matchup, and I, like I said, I think the lead up will be really entertaining. Yeah, Ryan Garcia versus Haney next never made any sense. Like we no. were kind of no. poo pooing it. A money it. Grab. We were saying like you know this it's a it's a it's a fight. Like I'll watch it and I'll be excited it's about it, move. but it's, it's not the right one and for Ryan Garcia's career. Ryan versus Romero, and if there's a belt attached to it even more, then that makes sense for a Haney fight unification down the line. What makes this even more interesting and adds more drama to the situation is Ryan Garcia was spotted uh, over the weekend spending a lot of time with Floyd Mayweather. Ryan says, I love Floyd. He's a mentor to me. Who does Floyd represent? Rolly Romero. Who has Floyd come out and discredited? Devin Haney. So it's you, sometimes you can just do put two and two together, and it's just put there right in front of your faces on, on social media. So Ryan Garcia is spending a lot of time with Floyd Mayweather. Floyd is hyping up Ryan. Uh, he's diminishing Devin Haney. He's saying, fight my guy, Roley. Then go fight oh. Haney. I mean, it's just it's just hilarious to watch, sit back and watch. But I have no problem with Ryan versus Roley. That should be next. Belt or not. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, Barroso should get his shot next. But if if, if that's not going to happen, which is probably not, because the powers that be and, and the money is going to be with with a Roley and Ryan fight. But yeah, no, I, I like I said, I like that fight. I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. I would watch Roley versus Barroso rematch. There's so much built-in yes, drama with that too that I think that would do like if you put that on like a Amazon Shoot, I'd Prime. Watch, I'd watch Barroso and Ryan. <laughs> I don't mind that fight either. Barroso and Ryan. I haven't even thought about that. Um, that could be like one of those Amazon on Prime. Non-pay-per-views, heavy uh, main event, Roley Romero versus Barroso. So we'll see. We'll see what Barroso does. Like, he's never made this type of money, never seen that type of money. So if they um, offer him some step aside so that Roley can be reinstated, that's another thing, too. It's like, I don't want to get too deep into that. I think he's going to be 41 next month. I think it's tough. It's tough to step aside. Well, what are you stepping aside from? Like, like Roley got he had a back injury, so they put him champ in recess. And then this interim, this was an interim fight, um, Barroso versus O'Harry Davies. So he knocks out O'Harry Davies. So Barroso is now the the interim, interim champion. Yeah. So the interim champion should fight the champion in recess. Right. Right. So I guess they, they could money makes moves mountains. So give some money to Barroso, and then they elevate. Roley? No, they just bring him back. So he's in recess. Like so they just in, reinstate Roley as the champ. Screw over Barroso. Right. Give him money though. That, write it down. That's what's going to happen. That's what we think <laughs> is going to happen if there's They're a title. Barroso, over. Barroso but the poor man. He is he has been screwed over time and time again. It's not going to stop him. He's in a position to be screwed over now, which can also be looked at well, as listen, some type at least of he's going to be screwed over with money. Flattering. Yes, yeah, what I mean. Flat like he, Barroso's in a position to get money to not fight. That's never been a case in his career. So good for him if that's the case. But I, I want to see him fight. I want to see him try to become like a real champ. That would be such. If a, I was Barroso, story. I would fight legally like hell to get those guys to get in the ring with me. No step aside money. I want the fight because I because he's he's red hot right now. Yeah, that could be another scenario. Is Ryan? Uh, excuse me, Roley versus Barroso. Ryan Garcia fights um, another 
golden boy, you know, 140 pounder. It just yeah. pushes back this whole schedule a little bit. Uh, we'll see how it all plays out at, at 140. Um, Tiofimo Lopez, his fight with uh, Jermaine Ortiz is official uh, for Good Thursday fight. night. I like that fight. Thursday night of Super Bowl weekend in Las Vegas. So that should do a lot um, good ratings. It should be a fun atmosphere there with all the celebs and athletes in town. Um, so 140 is moving. 140 is one of the best divisions, and we're starting to see some no, movement. the best division. That is the best division. Right. It is. And big names, little names, great stories. Um, Jose Ramirez signed with Golden Boy. Uh, Barbosa yeah, fought this weekend. It was weird. Barbosa and and Jose Ramirez should just fight. Absolutely, two disgruntled 140 pounders that think that no one wants to fight them. Um, just they should fight. Um, who will be fighting, Chris? Our final topic: Anthony Joshua versus Francis Ngannou was announced, was finalized. It's amazing what money can do, how money can expedite the negotiation process in boxing. Well, Saudi money is different kind of money. It's money to be specific. The That's Saudi money. Steep money. Because Anthony Joshua it will... Excuse me. Anthony Joshua. Yes. Anthony Joshua will be boxing Francis Ngannou Friday, March 8th in Saudi Arabia. It came together really fast. It's not that shocking uh, of a fight if you think about it because Eddie Hearn came out right after the Fury Ngannou fight and said, my guy Anthony Joshua is going to be in the mix now. To fight in Ghana. Ghana puts up a good performance, drops Fury, makes sense. Fury and Usyk are tangled up on February 17th. Joshua's really active. This makes sense. Like, I'm for this fight, whereas me and you were against Ngano versus Fury. Yes, absolutely. Now that now that Ngano has proven himself that he can actually fight and contend with these guys, um, also the fact that he deserves to get paid a bunch of money because he's gone through hell to get it and he believed in himself and now he's here. So, yeah, give him that shot. And, and listen, we were not surprised by this at all because Hearn had announced that the three possible opponents for Anthony Joshua, Ergovich, uh, Zhang, and Ngannou, to which I replied, okay, so it's going to be Ngannou <laughs> because that's the easiest, most money to be made. Um, and, you know, they got big fights down the line, and they're going to allow some of these younger, more dangerous guys to knock each other off, and then Anthony Joshua can sit atop and pick and choose. Um, but he gets, you know, he gets a guy like Ngannou who probably doesn't, I mean, almost definitely doesn't stand a chance and probably won't even put up much of a fight, honestly, against Joshua. Um, but it'll get everybody tuned in. I'm excited about it. We're, we're going to we're gonna be watching it. Sucks that it's on a Friday. Weird. Because there's some uh, Grand Prix the next day in Saudi. Um, mm. They don't care about the attendance. They they no. care about their ride of season, uh, which is a, tourist, a tourism thing. Um, yeah, it's a Friday. Uh, I like this. I don't. I guess love... we're calling in sick that day, and we're just going to watch fights all afternoon. Right. I'm going to be covering the hell out of that one because they are going to put some good fights on it, too. We'll get to that in a second. But <laughs> there's a reason why I like this and why I didn't like Fury and Ghana because Fury was inactive. Fury was mm -hmm. the heavyweight champion, and Fury was not fighting Usyk. We also didn't know anything about Ngano. What we know about Ngano now is that he's a capable heavyweight. Uh, don't expect him to win, but he's capable. Uh, and then you throw into the fact that Anthony Joshua is act very active. So if you're a very active fighter, fans will give you the benefit of the doubt, um, and they're fine with that. Not only that, to your point, Chris, like it is the easiest fight for the most money. He's going to make five times more to fight in Ghana than he would against Zhang or Hergovic, especially Hergovic, uh, who doesn't have much of a profile. Hergovic does have a belt, and uh, that was the one thing with the Hergovic fight would have been for the IBF, but... That's that's always going to be there, a fight with Hergovic. Get this Ngannou money now. And as for Ngannou, I mean, geez, 
can this guy play his cards any better? Leaves the UFC, uh, gives two birds to uh, Dana White. Says, I'm going to go out there and fight Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua back-to-back. Make close to $40 million total. This guy, his life is a straight-up movie. He's doing no, it, it, dude. The, the movie, the documentary that comes out on Francis Ngannou's life is going to be spectacular, and it couldn't happen to a better guy. I mean, he's he's awesome. So I'm happy for him and his team. Um, and listen, I mean, that that fight's going to be contentious at first. I think we're all going to be like on edge. You know, the way that you know he surprised us in the Fury fight, it's not out of the question. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think in the beginning of that fight, we're going to be like. Ooh. What, what do we got? It's two big giant guys. I mean, I think actually the more I talk about it, the more I think about it, the more more I'm actually excited about the fight. Yeah, Ghana's got that power. Obviously, dropped Fury. Uh, Joshua has suspect chin, but Joshua is operating on a whole other level right now. Um, another reason why I I um, like it more than the Fury fight it was pretty clear that Fury wasn't taking training serious. He came into that yeah. fight inactive, came in a little bit out of shape, wasn't taking it serious. That's not the case for Joshua. I mean, three fights in 2023. Uh, looked amazing against Waleen, and now he heads right into another fight in March, and he's just a different style than than Fury. I think Ngannou's going to see real power and real speed and real timing um, from Joshua. Who knows? If Joshua knocks out Ngannou, he can say, look what I did. Uh, Fury, you couldn't do that. It's going to build up well, to a Fury and uh, Joshua fight at the end of 2024, 2025, if Fury gets past Usyk. Well, absolutely. That's not, and that's what I said. Uh, you know, after it was like, wow, that fight makes so much sense because, like you just said, if Joshua goes out there and he beats Ngannou better than Fury did, which won't, won't take much, just don't, win, just don't get dropped and win. Yeah, don't get dropped and win the fight. But if he goes out there and he beats him up and stops him in the mid rounds, um, he's gonna be like, well, listen, look what I did to the guy who essentially beat you. Let's make this fight happen now. Smart. Uh, it's a great way to get Fury to fight him. Very, very smart all around. Good business. I have no problem with Joshua and Gano, especially because they're going to load the card. Uh, Zhang is on the card. Joseph Parker has said, I will fight Zhang. Um, Joseph Parker is supposed to be on the card, too. Wilder is rumored to be fighting Zilhai Zhang on this card. Don't like that fight for Wilder. Uh, I think we're dangerously close, finally, to Deontay Wilder versus the juggernaut, Joe Joyce. The biggest right hand in the heavyweight division versus what was the best chin, and I still think it's pretty good chin, even though Zhang touched it a bunch of times. Um, very big target. Very big target for Wilder to find his uh, find his homing missile once again. Wilder-Zhang doesn't make much sense. I don't think Wilder takes that fight. Um, Zhang-Parker makes sense. Wilder-Joyce yep. makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. moral of the story, there's gonna be, they're going to load up the car. Like, Joe Cardina is going to fight on it. They're going to put a bunch of heavyweights on it. It's going to be another spectacle for us fans. Um on a Friday afternoon, all for it. I have no problem with this uh, Joshua and Ganu fight because they stack the cards and they make it fun. We'll, we'll see okay. what we get out of the heavyweight division, right? Because the Joshua versus, uh, excuse me, Wilder versus Zhang. I, I don't, I don't really know why I need to see that. I, I don't. I, I, it's hard to even picture them in the ring together. I think Zhang's just too strong on the inside, too physical. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like that fight. I don't want that fight. Yeah, I don't he, think anybody wants that fight. No, I I don't want to see that, but um, I do want to see Joshua versus Ngannou, and that's really it for this week's show. Uh, covered a lot of ground. We'll be back later in the week to talk Arthur Betterbiev. Arthur Betterbiev is back in the ring. Callum Smith. Yes. We'll be get Betterbiev versus Bivol in Saudi Arabia, which seems to be the case if Betterbiev can get past Callum Smith. We'll talk about that. And much more on our next episode. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Remember to protect yourselves at all times. Keep your hands up. 
at all times. Stay out of those DMs, baby. We're out.